Yeah, we go again. Oh, yeah. What is up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Neon Belly Podcast. We are your hosts, Nate. Gonna talk louder today, John. And Brandon. (laughs) Boys, and today, another, another big episode. We're gonna recap this past Saturday's UFC 266. Then we'll look ahead and set you up for this coming Saturday, UFC Fight Night, which is headlined by Tiago Santos versus Johnny Walker. We will also run through the UFC Hall of Fame and inductees from this past week and the unfortunate event that happened after the event. Uh, We'll probably get into some uh, WNO Jiu Jitsu news. And finally, we're gonna finish off with a new little segment featuring Brandon called what? Uh, what are we calling what, it? What, are we going to reveal it now or just when it's coming? No, you can tell. What, what, what are we calling it? So I think we're just going to call it for now. This is a working title, so bear with me. Okay. But we'll go with Brandon Knows MMA. Okay. Nice. Okay. So stick around until the end for all that. So you guys can but, see if that's true. Yes. <laughs> oh, we got to it. So. Oh. Oh. Hey. Oh. Hey. Hey. Happy Monday. Oh. 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 So all that and more. But first, boys, what is up on this Sunday afternoon? Yeah, it's just a falls here, man. Yeah. I mean, it's still heating, still a little <laughs> bit mid, but you know what I love? John is so Indiana and Midwest that he starts every damn podcast with yeah. the weather. Yeah, because <laughs> every, I hate, every it's been conversa- so hot for <laughs> so long. Every conversation uh, for most people around here starts with the weather, and John, right. like, if we're on episode forty-two, and I bet. 38 of them John started with the weather <laughs> unless it's already cold then I'm cool with it oh, I love but it. also this is like when I'm getting out and moving so like oh yeah the weather is nice how much Why? does the weather affect your day your day today Ooh. like how much do you because I feel like you think about the weather constantly well when you work in a plant that's so hot you're always thinking about how like for work every day I wake up like dang it's gonna be 10 degrees hotter than how it gets today so yeah. I, I'm always doing that math I think we need to start a uh, weather report with John yeah maybe yeah, maybe good. just just do that every right. You get a little segment. Get, get a little segment. Maybe get like a green screen in here and yeah. I can. Yeah. What's the weather looking like this week? I know you've looked at it. Uh, tomorrow's getting back up to 81. <laughs> See, I told you. <laughs> After being like 57 on Wednesday, it's getting back uh, up to 81. Uh, I love it. But it's not supposed to get much higher than that. Look out, so. Chuck Lofton. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. We, we got to have different streams of income. So I'm ready to step in if somebody gets COVID on the weather channel. Uh well what's up boys anything from this week anybody wants to talk about worried about are you worried about anything Brandon no not really nothing's concerning you right now not that I've heard nope <laughs> not that you've heard nope I had okay. a really good Some- drink yesterday okay Max Market has a Arnold Palmer slushy oh that sounds nice. good and their sweet tea is already good but it was really good that sounds like uh, blood pressure. Or a sugar levels are probably right. through the roof right now for you. Yeah. No. <laughs> well, here's the thing, too, with the slushies like that. What size did you get? Be honest. Large, for sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you thought about lying. He did. No, I was he? trying to think if I got a bigger one. This <laughs> large 32? Probably, yeah. I don't I, know. I'd have no idea. But here's the thing with yeah. when it slushies like that is like it fills the cup up, right? Yeah. But really, you only get like half of it because then by the time that time, it's just all oh, ice right there. I would vomit if I ate that. Not Maybe. much of a sugar guy? No. Mm. It's like the older... I, I can eat it, but something about drinking, like the older I've gotten, like, ugh. Can't do it, it. No, man. It just kills my stomach. Yeah. It just makes me sick. I'm starting to get that way with soda. Like, I, oh, I, I had a Mountain Dew last week. I had <laughs> you're drinking a fake. Yeah, I probably won't finish that. That's the thing. Like, uh, I'll, I'll get it, and then I'll drink like half of it. I do yeah. Coke Zero. That's it. And I, I, I used to do one of those once a week, mm. and I, I've gotten to the point where I, I don't even do one. Like, maybe... 
maybe once or twice a month I'll have a Coke Zero, but I, I just, I can't do it. Yeah. It's just, ugh. I don't know, man. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's an adult thing. You're just getting older. True. That you, is true. Be more health conscious, maybe. 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 Well, you guys are boring, so we're just going to jump into the episode. I noticed you didn't As, say anything. He never does. He always throws this on us. Oh, let's see. That. Well, it's tough, too, right? Because, so I'm living such a weird life right now because I work midnight. So I work midnight to 8 a.m. Mm-hmm. So my life literally consists of sleeping, jujitsu a couple times a week, working out a couple times a week, and, and sleeping. <laughs> and Have you ever thought about walking around the mall with the old people in the morning? No. I usually get off work. Twice a week I go lift or do some form of like a workout. Other two days of work week I do um, jujitsu. So your job allows you some time to like you know listen to things or write like podcasts. Oh, and that's really all I do. Man. So I would expect you to like kind of be one of those guys that's really in the know with a lot of things. Oh, dude, I am. Ask me anything. Go. What's new? What are you concerned about? Concerned about not much. Uh, I listen to a lot of like murder mystery stuff too. I'm really oh, into that. You're um, one of those guys. Yeah. That's kind of my jam. Like fictional ones or real No, ones? real stuff, yeah. No, mm. I don't do fiction. He likes real murder. Yeah, real, the real stuff. You don't like anything fiction? Not really. Wow. Yeah, doesn't do it for me. That's why I struggle with a lot of movies for that reason. But, uh, so I've been really into like the whole that girl that's missing, mm-hmm. that whole thing. Which <laughs> Did you guys see Dog the Bounty? Yeah. I showed up at that dude's house. Like, it was like the biggest publicity stunt ever. Like, first off, he's like creeping around the house like a weirdo. Like, was he back here? And it's like, dude, you know he's not there. And you know nobody's going to answer the door. You just know there's a million cameras and you're just trying to stay relevant. Yeah. Get, get out of it's there. It's still pretty awesome. I, I mean, oh, it's dude. Cool. It's, <laughs> it's pretty it's, cool. I mean, it, it's interesting. But he's an interesting feller, to yeah. say the least so hopefully he finds him you know it's good for for a&e he literally didn't say anything about contacting the police he said call 1-800 tell dog (laughs) (laughs) he's trying to get that collar baby well it's like wasn't it like a couple years ago he was going after el chapo yeah and it's like dude you're literally gonna get your head cut off like just what are you doing (laughs) well it's more like probably like hey we hear he's over here cool cool let's go no, it's probably like I'm going to go to Cancun for a week and chill at this resort and just say I'm in Mexico for Searching that. for him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Get out of here, Cut the dog. camera on. Uh, great show, though. Better get the ice, brother. You got the ice. <laughs> You're walking to working. Dude, if you don't have Leland with the paintball gun, you ain't catching nobody, dog. That's so true. I don't even want to see dude's it. dude's medium fast. Yeah, get out of here. <laughs> As always, we ask that you please follow or subscribe depending on whichever streaming platform you are currently listening on. And if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, please, please click the five stars to rate us and write us a nice review. Um probably going to be giving away some shirts here soon for five-star reviewers so shirts definitely get on that because yes if you are listening you've probably seen your boy's got a new little uh what do you call it cover photo let me upgrade yeah we got a nice little upgrade um a little nice little look so we've already uh got some shirts kind of designed um we're gonna see how much it's gonna cost to print (laughs) but uh i can guarantee that uh, we'll probably be giving some away, right? Especially to our five star reviewers on Apple. Mm. Yeah. And if you don't have Apple, what could we do? Because that's kind of that would suck if you don't have Apple Podcasts. What about people who have already like kind of gave, given us a review. No, that's what I'm saying. Mm. So that's what I'm telling people. Like, chances are we might give a lot out. So get mm. get in there with a review. Right. Um, you should probably follow us on Instagram at Neon Belly Podcast right. as well because that'll probably be a part of the deal. Yeah. And. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe like Spotify. We've got so many other apps that people listen on. We'll have to find something for other people to get in on these shirt stuff. stuff. Maybe if you could send us proof that you said like two friends follow us on like Instagram. Send a comment and maybe with like a 
certain hashtag or something in yeah. or some sort of like we'll figure something we'll, we'll out. figure something out yeah for non-apple users but if you do have apple podcast get your five-star review in because the shirts are going to be coming in hot and fast yeah boys are you ready to dive into this episode because i'm <sighs> super pay-per-views pumped. are back pay-per-views are back last night uh ufc 266 what a card <sighs> first off um top to bottom was just phenomenal Freelance. Prelims were great. We'll get to those in a minute, but we're going to start Crazy. right off with the main event. Alexander Volkanovsky defeating Brian Ortega via unanimous decision. This fight had everything. Right off the top, I'm going to say my personal fight of the year so far. Yeah. I mean, definitely, without a doubt, uh, was just a phenomenal, had everything. Uh, I would say the first two rounds, um, I would mainly were on the feet the whole time. Mm-hmm. And I mean, man, Brian Ortega gave a good... I would slightly give Volk the edge mm-hmm. on both of those rounds for the, sh- the stand-up, mm-hmm. but I think Ortega was right there with him for the most part. I think Volk, like I said, did edge him a little bit, but let's just get into that third round um, <laughs> because <laughs> Brian Ortega made it scary hours for uh, Alexander Volkanovsky. Volk defended not one, but two ridiculously, ridiculously deep chokes. First, A-game chokes. A-game chokes, yeah. The first one being a guillotine, the second mounted, one, mounted, mounted guillotine. guillotine. The second one was a triangle, which Brian T. City Ortega stands for, stands for triangle city. People don't get out of those from Brian mm, Ortega. Mm. That's all. I mean, when you talk about a game, you're like, I work this every day. Yes. If I get him here, I know I win. And they right. both look so tight. We've seen the pictures today, especially that guillotine. Boys, I don't think a guillotine can get any tighter than that. No. Volk mm. was breathing out of his ears or something. What do you guys think about that third round in particular? Man, I think when you talk about fights of the year... There has to be danger. It's not just yeah. you guys are like hitting each other and you're beating each other up. There has to be that element. Both guys of had their shots to win. Yeah, yeah. And uh, gosh, man, I, I can imagine how his corner felt the second with the uh. tri- like getting out of the guillotine. is probably like, all right, now let's not play that anymore. Then he gets in the triangle. Yeah, that's probably a whole nother panic uh, attack. Like I thought it was over. Like when he got in the guillotine, I was like, this dude just won this fight. Like right. I thought, I don't know how he got out of it. I literally don't think you can chalk, chalk that up to anything more than just a very unique individual in Volkanovski uh, on a very unique occasion fighting for his belt, right? Yeah. I think you put anybody in there under any other cir- oh, circumstance, they're tapping. they're tapping. Yeah. So I just don't, I just. Yeah. That's will and build. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah, build. No yeah. Neck. The, no neck was probably an interesting aspect. <laughs> and like Ortega even said, like, dude, it was tight. He said he could hear him gurgling. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and just Volk's body language during that, the fra- the frailing, that panic. I mean, we've all been mm-hmm. put in chokes, and you know what that feels like when you right. can't breathe and you're starting to panic. Volk came out and said, I don't know if you guys watched the, the press conference afterwards. He said, I, it's, this is pretty much an ex- it's an exact quote. He said, that was some, I'm about to lose my belt fear that yeah. you saw. Like oh. he, he was, with Dude. the guillotine especially. J- just panicking. Mm-hmm. Well, then when he went for the triangle, you see Ortega looking Volkanovski dead in his <laughs> eyes. Looking at Volkanovski each other. Volkanovski yeah. just sitting there struggling. And then you could tell Ortega probably had this look like, yeah, this is mine. Oh, and then, dude, nope. Volk's face was just bright red. Yeah. And it's like, I just, we'll get to kind of like post-fight feelings about, especially towards Volkanovski. But, I mean, just like what Brandon just said, I mean, just the will to win the belt, right? I mean, mm-hmm. just, he was going to go out. There was no way he was going to tap, I don't think. And I but think both of them had that mentality. How did he breathe? Yeah. I, just, I just don't. <laughs> I just don't get I, it. There's nothing more that Ortega could have done. <laughs> no. other than, just hold it longer. Yeah. I bet you there was a timer in his head where it's like, uh, I got seven seconds before I go out. I'm not tapping. Yeah. And somehow between that and that time frame, you know, he loosened up enough to uh, get a quick breath. And then in. just, you know, and then just so mentally, you know, for 
then, you know, Volt gets, so Volt gets out of that second triangle. And, and my instant thought is like, okay, if you're Ortega mentally, that's gotta be like, you're, yeah. you're mentally done. Like what more can I do at this point? Right. You know, that finishes that third round with Volk on top, just punishing, punishing blows, uh, mm-hmm. really cut up Ortega at that point. Um, comes out. Borderline could have got stopped. Oh yeah. You know, Oh, hundred percent. Herb was kind of creepy. I mean, a matter of fact, we thought at the end of that third round, yeah, the way he Herb, it. he waved it off. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, and then until, because even um, uh, Ortega's corner was right in there, and they literally picked him up off the floor and like threw him on the stool. <laughs> I mean, like it was that because he wasn't going to get up. I'm no, just there. he was exhausted, and he had just gotten punished. Uh, you know those last, and I'm sure he exerted a ton of energy with those oh, yeah, squeezing. He, he didn't look like he had anything left. No, yeah, gets off the stool in the fourth round, and I thought it was going to be over. I mean, his mm-hmm. body language was poor. I think the doctor came in at that point and was trying to ch- check his vision. Vision, You could tell that right eye was, uh, was completely mm-hmm. gone. He couldn't. I mean, he was trying to, like, turn his head to see the fingers. Um, Volk definitely won that fourth round. Again, came out, outstruck Ortega. Um, I kind of thought, once again, especially towards the end of that round, it could have been stopped, was going to get stopped. Yeah. Credit to Herb, though, man, just letting that fight, giving, giving Ortega a shot, even though at some point... Ortega I'm, sure, Ortega, elbows I'm sure Ortega wanted it stopped. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, he's so tough, but I'm sure there was an I thought of, like, gosh, just get this over with. But then comes out in the fifth round, and I personally think Ortega won that fifth round. Thought he outstruck, landed the bigger shots. Somehow, you could see it. It's like as soon as, once again, gets off the stool going into that fifth, I thought his body language was poor. Mm-hmm. Just really exhausted. And the doctor was talking to him in Spanish. And he's yeah. just like... Yeah, that was a weird one. He's like, dude, I'll be all right. Like, yeah. <laughs> And then just says fight. And I mean, just that Mexican fighting spirit that we always hear about just mm-hmm. came out. And thought he outboxed uh, yeah. Volk in that fifth round, mm-hmm. personally. I think uh, I'd seen Volkanovski in the post-fight said, like, Ortega answered all the questions that the medical people were asking him yeah. wrong. Oh, and kind of just kind of, all right, let yeah. me go, let me go. Well, even Herb was kind of, like, trying to get the doctor out of there. Like, you know, you can tell Herb didn't want it to stop like that yeah. either. Because even you had said, like, oh, not again. Because mm-hmm. Ortega's had that before. It was just like that with Max. It was the same round, same time, like, same circumstance. He's getting the crap beat out of him. He looks bad. Yeah. Doctor comes in. And then I think Herb may have been the ref, too, when I he fought Max. But anyways, yeah, it was just the same thing. It was just like, oh no, not again. That'd be rough, yeah. rough way to go out. So I can admit, I I was personally when it went to decision, um, I was a little interested to see the scorecards because we knew he won. Well, we knew obviously Ortega probably won that round three. Uh, just off of submission attempts, even though Volk ended on top. Could have got finished in the third by Volk, yeah. though. That's what makes sure, it. Sure, and that's the interesting thing. And, I mean, uh, the scorecards were 50-45 and 50-44. So right. two of the three judges uh, gave him – uh, Volk, excuse me, all four, five rounds. So, but personally, I thought just the submission attempts, yeah. I would have personally scored that for Ortega uh, just because he was closer to finishing the fight in those rounds. I thought he won the fifth round too, personally. I thought he outstruck him. The set, that first round, I'll go back to it. Once again, having watched it, I'd have to go back and watch. I haven't rewatched right. the fight yet. Um, but I thought that first round was close too. I, I think really what did. makes it tough, and I think what um, Ortega did better in the fifth than any other round is, he couldn't stop Volkanovski from going forward. Yeah. So he was always kind of on his bike, backpedaling, trying to use his length. Yeah. And in the fifth, he kind of had to get rid of that because he couldn't see out of his left eye. The nose had been broke from yeah. the headbutts. Yeah. So at that point, he kind of had to be um, aggressive. But I think that, you know, even pretty well, Volkanovski obviously had a lot of ground strikes, but Volkanovski moving forward and the, the striking things being even probably sure. kind of peeled out for him. Plus, he's a champ and you got to take it from him. So. True. But great fight, man. Yeah. And so that's 20 in a row now for Volkanovski. So I want to start with Brandon. Um, Does he officially now pass Max as the best 145-er? Like, can we officially say Volk 
is the best 145 pounder. I would. Yeah. I mean, I would say that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think people, I think Max is just kind of one of those guys people have a lot of love for, and I understand it. But I think if we're being honest with ourselves, you kind of have to give, you have to give that to, to Volk. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's just put in the work. He's got the defenses. And he's just on his way. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. And that was one of my three. Put my phone down for his yeah. man to see if he can really prove it. And I felt like he, you know, the grit through that to get through those submissions, to get into that fifth round, still, you know, not trying to coast, still trying to throw punches. And, yeah. you know, I gave it to him before this, but I think more people are going to start recognizing. Yeah. I mean, I think fighting off those, cho- like I said, just the, the, the spirit, that championship <sighs> spirit that it takes to, to get through something. Because, I, I mean, if people haven't seen it, it was real adversity. I mean, he, he really had to overcome. I don't know how he did it. I'm yeah. still like, as I sit here today, I'm still just in my head. I can't wrap my mind around it. I would um, love to ask the people he rolls with when he trains to see if anybody ever, like, gets those. or. I mean, I don't think we've seen it in the UFC. Not in my memory. No. Can I remember anybody getting out of a triangle or choke from Brian Ortega? No, and I mean, when you talk about uh, you know being real tight and technical, yeah. I mean, Gracie, the Gracie way of learning things is all about yeah about that. So he didn't make any mistakes. It was just one by one person's will over the other. Yeah. yeah. And do you think so? Do you guys think too? You know, for Ortega, um, I think I mean he comes out looking like an absolute warrior. So I guess kind of like a two part question. One. Um, did he answer the questions, right? Because we were we said it last week is, you know, mm-hmm. was that zombie? Was that just a one-off fight? I thought his striking looked phenomenal, yeah. personally, against a guy like Volkanovski, who has, we've seen him in there against Max. Right. Um, I thought it, I thought Ortega's striking looked great. So one, has he answered a lot of questions in that? And do you guys almost think, and my second kind of tying into that is, do you think Ortega kind of comes out of this fight uh, between the two, um, kind of the bigger storyline? Just for just showing that, because I feel like, it was such a mix. Um, last night, I kind of felt like it was more Ortega because I felt like mm-hmm. more people were complimentary of him being just a warrior and you know mm-hmm. hanging in there and stuff like that. But what do you guys think? Yeah, I think uh, I think he answered. You know that that he's definitely made the steps. Um, I thought that his he did kind of lack. I don't think he has necessarily a, a super identity with his striking, and I think that's what kept him from going forward and kind of doing more than just like one shot on Volkanovski. But I definitely think he's made strides. And as far as the storyline, I think it's just kind of the, an unfortunate thing for Volkanovski because for me, the sto- I felt like, you know, seeing Ortega take two really, you know, five-round beatings like that from two different guys in the division doesn't bode well for him, but it does show that he's tough. And as a junior fan, I've seen somebody who's really tough and gets through these tough fights but ends up bad on the other end. That mm-hmm. kind of worries me. But I do think with Ortega's age and the the fight that he shows, it definitely keeps him right up there. It's not like a lose for him to be in a fight like this. So for me, the questions, the one question that still, I guess, wasn't answered or maybe it was answered, but I just, I was talking about this the whole time was his wrestling. Like mm-hmm. the most danger he ever put Vulcan was on the ground. Mm-hmm. So if Ortega had a way to get people to the ground more efficiently, yeah, he'd be terribly it'd be be horrible to try to deal with him right Mm -hmm. and i think he had one takedown in that fight like one legit trip but dude could you you know if could you imagine if in round one he was able to take volk down yeah via whatever takedown you want but Mm -hmm. he was just more consistent with it i mean that's my only critique because i just wish he was had a bit more of a wrestling in his back pocket sure and and as far as the 145 pound title picture i mean it's kind of wide open now Mm -hmm. you know you got max and yair Right. They, yeah. yeah. They announced that last night. That's official. Um, so, you know, you've got that next. Um, 
it'd be kind of, I don't know. I don't know if you would give Max another shot. Uh, I mean, I assume you would eventually. Um, if Yair wins that, it'd also be tough to give Yair a shot. Um, I mean, it'd be a fresh matchup, right? Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, who could you guys see now? What do you guys think could be next for Volk? Because um, it's got to be, I think Logic would probably say the winner of that Max Yair mm -hmm. fight. But it could also, there's a lot of people in that division, man. I would say that that's it only because because of how the fans perceive Max. Yeah. And how the UFC perceives Max. Sure. And Dana White's been known to, you know, pick a money fight over, you know, over anything else. And yeah, here's number three. So if he wins that, I yeah. mean, there's really nobody there who can argue with him. The only other person I think who really has a big shot is Arnold Allen at number six. Yeah. Still undefeated. You have Giga. He's like 13 and 0, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Who's Giga? Oh, no. Giga's wide open. Yeah. Because right he wanted he Max wanted and Max. then they end up doing the a year. So maybe they do Arnold <laughs> Allen and Giga. Do you think they would make so seeing how, you know, the Max and Volk fights have played out? They fought twice. Mm -hmm. uh, Volk's obviously 2 and 0 over Max. If Max does beat Yair, do you think they would make him fight one more? No. Because I think because the trilogy is just the there. trilogy. It's the yeah. biggest fight you can make in that division as far sure. as money wise. And Max has been through a lot of big fights, a lot of wars. Yeah, he, you know, you kind of see these weird like is he regressing? Is he you know taking steps forward? So you don't know how much longer you have him at that level. Yeah. So you kind of probably want to get that out the way. Sure. Giga versus Ortega would be interesting. <sighs> yeah, that would be fun. Yeah, that'd be a good one. Yeah. So that's our main event. Anything else on the main event before we move on? Were you going to say something? No, I, I just think, I mentioned it last night too, I think, I don't know if Ortega is anywhere near this mindset, but I think, you know, you've gone for the belt twice, lost twice, mm -hmm. 55 is not a terrible option, he's a big 45er. Yeah, you did say that last um, night. I don't know, I just I like that, I just think there's a lot of really cool matchups there, tough, I'm sure 45 though. wants to keep him there, yeah. but. Man, him and Oliveira would be, yeah, with the, the jiu-jitsu yeah. side would be nice. Just a lot of cool matchups there. So. Connor said some interesting things last <laughs> night, so you never know, dude, look at, hey. Yeah, dude. If there, I would not be shocked if Connor said he would make one forty-five again. Ortega would. I mean, uh, Volk would take it hard. I don't think Connor's ever going down. Volk talked about moving up. I he talked about going up to fifty-five. I feel like he's too small. There's some dogs up there, bro. That'd be <laughs> he would. That'd be tough for him. Uh, Connor's not going down. He just talked about trying to do eighty-five. <laughs> Dude, who knows what that guy's That dude's do. just jacked doing, the, like, big muscle workouts. Big, and big blunts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, our co-main event, boys. Valentina Shevchenko defeating Laura Murphy via fourth round TKO. Uh, worth noting here, Valentina now passes Amanda Nunes for most consecutive title defenses in a single division by any current champion, now with six defenses on her record. Um, both her and Amanda were sitting at five going into Saturday night. Amanda still does have more title defenses technically if you count Two her divisions. 45 and 35, right. uh, but as far as a singular division, Valentina passes her with six title defenses. Uh, what are your guys' thoughts? You know, it's, it's tough at this point. Um, we we kind of talked about it last night. Is it's almost like if Valentina doesn't go out and win first second round, it's almost a little over. I mean, it was a completely dominant mm -hmm. performance. Like this, it's just so crazy how good she is, man. And yeah. um, it's just almost like Lauren Murphy was so tough and was able to hang around for so long that I mean, even the crowd was like yeah. starting to boo at times. And it's like, you know, are you guys not seeing like this is like she's completely getting decimated mm -hmm. right now. Um, but what do you guys think? You know, it's it's. I think like Silva kind of ran into this GSP when mm -hmm. you when you cross over into that upper echelon of just greatness, goaded status. Right. If you don't go out and uh, completely annihilate your p opponent mm -hmm. and like 
you know, the first, second round, it's almost like a letdown. Right. And she's kind of crossed into that now, even though she completely dominated. I would have loved to have seen those scorecards. Especially when you're a finisher. Yeah. Like her. Right. Exactly. You know, she just, not only does she dominate people, but she's sure. a big finisher. So. Yeah. But I also felt like she probably could have pulled that trigger at any point. She yeah. just wanted to. I mean, I can't say that fighters are going to get bored, mm-hmm. but at some point. You know, she probably has to like try to challenge herself, like maybe looking for something specific, right. setting stuff up. Yeah, yeah. You wonder if she just kind of wants to get rounds in at some point. True. Like yeah. If she's not in true. there too much, but I don't really have anything profound from this. You know, it's kind of same different day with her. I mean, I know. It, it not. To, I don't. That isn't meant to be as a knock. I, I know. mean, it's just where she's at. So I mean, yeah. until we see somebody that can really push her, it's so tough. This I is know. her business as usual. Yeah, I know, man. She, it, but like, I feel like we're completely underselling it because yeah. she's just so phenomenal. Like, right? There's just the her movement and speed and the way that she closes distance and that I mean that right hand all night long yeah. I mean just I think was it with at, within the first round almost completely had Lauren Murphy's eyes shut yeah. from those right hands over the top um and then the finish too when she caught her with that the way she just blitzed in with those strikes and I mean yeah. just just a phenomenal her wrestling looked amazing you know mm-hmm. a lot of people thought Lauren Murphy might have the advantage there and uh, I mean Valentina took her down, I mean, like, what, twice, I think, mm-hmm. and controlled her on top. And Lauren Murphy, who really has really good jiu-jitsu, was, was not able to really do anything with no. it. Um, so, you know, ultimately now for Valentina, I mean, it's like, what what do you do? You know, I, it has to be Amanda, right? I mean, yeah. you would think that has to be the first option. But Amanda, obviously, her fight got called off with Juliana Pena because she got COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, so that fight's going to be rescheduled, I want to say, for the end of the year maybe, sometime, yeah, like in December. I can't remember off Her the top Pena. of my head. Yeah, Juliana mm-hmm. Pena. That fight's going to be rescheduled. You know, so she's going to be wrapped up for a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. So here, so I guess I can tell you guys kind of what I'm thinking is, and I said it last week, is I think, I think, and let me emphasize, I think, <laughs> To, to be competitive or to beat Valentina, you have to be elite at something. Mm-hmm. You know, it's one thing to just be a good fighter. I think Lauren Murphy's a great fighter, but you can't just be a great fighter. You have to be a great fighter on top of being elite, at least one skill set, right? right? And um, I think, to me, a matchup that is still very interesting. She has to win her next fight, but I think Mackenzie Dern, with how elite she is on the ground, could make things very interesting. There's a huge um, discrepancy in the striking area yeah. there, and, you know, but Dern's been getting better. You know, her striking right. has looked really really good her last two fights and she's continuing to work at it you know another fight we'll see with this next fight how it looks mm-hmm. um but i think she could be an interesting matchup for valentina and would pose a legitimate threat yeah. on the ground to me i look at it the same way i did with ortega if she can get it to the ground sure so i'm really going to look yeah. at her wrestling as right being the big thing yeah. well i think whaley and rose are both still good options if they try to do like her going down oh i don't think she said any down. weight class I don't think she. Can or if down. Rose or Whaley try to go up, that that would be to more, fight her. I think that would be the more yeah yeah one of those and, and probably more Whaley. I don't think I don't see how Rose could really go up either. That'd be a fun one. Yeah, but I'm just saying that Man. at this point because if you look at the flyweight, I mean, Andrade wins last night. So yeah, but you can't, you don't obviously want to do that again. She's beat everybody else up down to. I mean, pretty much everybody else. Mm-hmm. There's nobody even kind of making moves up like that. So. Yeah, I think I just to me I think if if you can't. If you can't do the Nunez fight at 35, mm-hmm. um, because obviously she's tied up with Pena, um, I, I think seeing what happens in this Dern fight, and I think that fight's coming up really soon. Yeah. Um, 
if she can get past her opponent, I can't remember who she's fighting off top, um, but if she can win that, I think it is interesting. Yeah, I mean, she could go up. She could fight like a Jermaine or somebody going or up. Or go up, yeah. yeah. Or, you know, maybe her next fight being at 35, just for a fresh matchup, right. you know, something different. Because, I mean, she's just so great. And I'm sure she's to the point where she wants to challenge herself, you know. Mm-hmm. She's got to be to that point. Well, and what's scary, too, is if she decided to say, you know what, this is it for me, I'm good. That flyweight division doesn't look good. Oh, like if she? Oh, she's not even close to retiring. No, I'm just saying if she just decides, because you know, sometimes athletes get tired of things. Yeah, and they just say, you know what? Actually, I'm done with it. Or, I think she's addicted to this. You no, know, sometimes, <laughs> you know, who knows? This COVID stuff could push some people away. Did you so. hear? What she, she like rented a boat because you know she travels all over yeah. the world to train. She literally like chartered a boat to like f- like sail around the world or whatever. Yeah, I'm guessing to probably try to bypass like COVID stuff. That's how obsessed yeah. she is with fighting and training and getting better. I just hope they can keep her interested. I think they can. There's enough out there. I mean, there's an, and I don't think she just, I, I'm telling you, like, she just does not strike me as somebody that I, she'll go beat up whoever. Right. I don't think she cares who. I think she just wants a body. Just yeah. feed her. You know? I would never do the girl fighting a guy thing because I just think that's a silly oh, talk. Man, but I do almost kind of feel she could beat like number 10 and 11 in a two on one fight. No. I'll never, never agree with that. I don't know. Wait, man. wait, 10 and 11 females? Yeah, just in her in their, her division. The girl's down at the bottom. I just think she's that good. Wait, what? Oh, like a two-on-one? In, on one? in flyweight, yeah. Like two versus one? Yeah. No. <laughs> like if it was like like a the number 10 female flyweight in sure. 11 would fight her at the same time. Uh, like a, If they did it like tag team. I just feel like you just see her hit one, go at the other. It'd be I don't tough. think that's possible either. These ladies are still professional fighters. There's yeah, no but she's an assassin for real. I yeah. think if it's not in a cage, it gets interesting. Like if it's a pretty <laughs> big platform. Yeah. yeah, yeah I she, think she, she has room to, to work like with. Like in a whole training gym. Yeah. Yeah. She can go behind heavy bags. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Boys, our third fight on the card, Robbie Lawler defeating Nick Diaz. Via third round TKO, definitely an interesting one here. Uh, by weird KO, it, it, I mean, it wasn't, yeah, I don't know if well, it was I, weird. Uh, go ahead, just I, I was gonna say, it's not even so much TKO. I mean, I think he did rock him, but it just seemed more of like, which I guess that's what a TKO is, but yeah, Nick, it just seemed like Nick quitting. I think just, Chael Sonnen said it best, he was just like, Nick came. He wanted a fight. He had a fight, and he had enough. Like he was just done <laughs> yeah. fighting. Like he got his fight. He got his money, and he was just done fighting. And it's yeah. like, but you know, it, it looked really bad in the first like minute or two. I mean, I don't know what first the heck ten seconds that was. were the weirdest thing I've ever seen in my I mean, whole life. Yeah, Nick threw that crazy. Spin he hobbles like, out for four steps, and then does this weird spin kick that doesn't do anything. Anything, and then just covers up and proceeds to let Robbie Lawler just tee off on him right. for like forty five. And like, I was like, if this fight ends like this, this is sad. Yeah, like something was missed. <laughs> yeah, at one point you said, I don't, I don't know if he's gonna throw a punch, boys. Oh, yeah, he might not even throw it. Yeah, because I thought Robbie was gonna finish. I'm right. like, he might not even throw a punch. Um, and then he just kind of like settled in and starts teeing off and landing had some really good shots there in the first round he did the weird diaz thing right i mean he just kind of volume 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 Mm -hmm. and and kind of sucked robbie into his game i think for a while and Mm -hmm. then until that third round i think robbie had kind of had enough and was like ready to just okay let's let's get into my game now because he was you know he was allowing robbie to come into him and he was just counter striking counter landed Mm -hmm. some some really good was those body shots from Mm -hmm. diaz were I mean, he just kept yeah. going to that that right lower body over and over and over again. And I think he got Robbie kind of slowing down a little bit too, which could have affected things a little bit. But, um, yeah, did you know, he looked real slow. I had told you guys all week I did not like um, – just – 
just his body language and like mm-hmm. how he was walking, even things like shadow boxing. I thought Diaz, it, it, to me, what I told you guys is it reminded me of like Ben Askren back when he was still fighting. And we all know Ben had a lot of hip problems. Yeah. And I thought Diaz was kind of moving and walking similar to like how Askren was. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not making excuses for the guy. I don't know if he came in with an injury or um, anything like that. But, uh, you know, what do you guys think could be next? I mean, is there, is there, what do you do with Nick? I mean, what, what does Nick, Nick do next? You know, is there still if, money if Condit fights? didn't retire, I would have said that. But yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, here's the thing: people will still show up and cheer Diaz, Diaz, sure. Diaz. Um, I, I don't, I don't feel like he trained. He didn't even look like he. Yeah. Nothing. What he did is what is riding a bike. He knows how to throw punches, cover up. Like he could do that. Mm-hmm. He probably does that for you know Nate for fights. Like oh come on man, we'll box a little bit. Yeah, that didn't look like I have a game plan. I've been training. I've been you know I'm ready. Yeah, his cardio didn't even look like it was gonna. He could have went five rounds, and that was his thing. What do you guys feel like is a normal fight camp? Like how many weeks? Probably six. Okay, Jake Shields came out. You know he they're big like that scrap pack. Yeah. Um, and said that. Nick only had six weeks to train for this because mm-hmm. of the way it was sort of thrown together and whatnot. But in my head, I'm like, well, six weeks is pretty standard. Like, I don't, yeah, maybe right. a little less, like maybe well, like one, eight weeks. But I think what you come into is six weeks for a regular fighter. If you haven't fought in five years, well, maybe you need. I don't, I think it's kind of more than that. I think it's six weeks is enough if you're training and staying in shape between fights. Right. But if Nick was literally sitting on the couch up until six weeks ago, that's a problem. When was the fight announced? Because hmm. I don't think it was announced. I don't. I don't remember. Less than, I think it was announced more than six weeks ago. I don't know because then you he Diaz do the post fight. I had it mixed up with management about this fight. Blah blah blah. It's like you could have said no though. Well, so my thing too is I feel like something happened because if you guys remember a couple months ago he showed up to a UFC event, told Dana he wanted to fight. Dana came yeah. out and said, you know, we're gonna we're gonna try, and he looked great. I mean, he, he was shredded. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he, he looked great. I mean, his face looked really thin. And then I told you guys is this week, you know, we started seeing pictures of him obviously coming out, seeing him at, on the embedded. He looked a little heavier. He did not. He did not. If you even go to his Instagram, you can see the difference mm-hmm. um, of like his last couple like month of pictures and like back yeah. during that time where he was like could tell wasn't really. So I'm I feel like something in between there happened whether it was an injury, personal, he's, de- you know, whatever, where probably just chilled out for in, in, in an unhealthy yeah. way. Um, and then obviously this week, the fight, we didn't even talk about that. This was supposed to be a welterweight fight. And I think it was Monday or Tuesday. It got moved to 185 pounds. Four days before the fight. Four days. And, you know, Robbie was like, I was ready to make 170. So yeah. we know that was from Diaz's side right. that he probably just showed up and was just like, there's no way I'm going to make 170. Um, so, yeah, I don't know, man. I, it's so hard telling because, you know, both of those guys, they're just such unique guys and they're hard mm-hmm. to read and it's hard telling. Um, really appreciate him, though, you know, going down and saying he didn't want you know he was really concerned about getting blood on the canvas for the next five right. he didn't want to make a mess of things so he knew he was in for it yeah. old, old Robbie old Rob baby <laughs> uh but then and speaking of old Rob man like is there anything left for Lawler man I thought yeah. he looked pretty good um he looks healthy yeah looks in good shape I'm, I'm assuming he wants to probably go back down to 170 mm-hmm. I don't think 85 is the move for him moving forward but that's a tough division if man. I was him I'd retire on this it wouldn't be a because here's the thing. He's not going to, though. He got hit a lot, and yeah. he's tough, and that helps him. But these guys that are in shape that are fighting, if you're getting hit by them at 170, these yeah. top, you know, I mean, obviously not to say that he's in the top, but these even these young guys, like, I don't know. I think if you give him a fight, which I think I'm kind of with John, I don't, 
I think I'd like to see him retire. I mm-hmm. think he looked good, but he looked good against Nick Diaz, who we just talked about how he's mm-hmm. looking. Right. Um, and I, you know, his recent fights haven't looked that great. I think if you give him somebody, what about like a Chiesa? Oh, I like mean, that's too much. I think Chiesa would just maul him. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure he would. But I mean, look at like the Neil Magny fight. You know, Neil Magny just that was his last loss, mm-hmm. and I mean, he didn't look terrible in that fight either. But you could just, I think Magny was just better younger stronger faster you know and, and it's it's tough so yeah then i i, I just don't know who you, i think you just i don't know who you give them to them. Yeah. yeah yeah there's not a lot maybe like matt brown or somebody something like that yeah, yeah. obviously like you said condon's out now maybe like a donald cerrone at one maybe give him maya his last fight maya, Day, Day, one maya does want one more uh, dude that'd be a good one for nick diaz that'd be a fun one mm-hmm. um but yeah so i mean glad to see him back i, I we'll, we'll see man we'll see what nick does now moving forward yeah. and if he's going to continue to fight or if that was just a one-off thing I, I hope he doesn't need the money i hope that's not why he did it right you know who knows who does know? yeah i mean i will the the last kind of wrap it up i will say obviously it's always cool to see that i mean the diaz is when they're in the ufc it's a little bit more exciting it's fun but it was also kind of cool to have the weirdest mma experience i've probably had all oh, year. yeah that fight was just it was just it was so weird it was kept on throwing them knees that weren't dude <laughs> it was so it was so slow but it was so competitive and yeah. they were still like landing big shots and it's like what i think i said like three times like what are we watching <laughs> like it was amazing yeah like I, i'm i'm sounding like it wasn't a good, i mean it was a fun thing to watch right. but it was just so different and unique than anything we've seen especially recently like you know, I'm yeah. just really bummed that we didn't get to hear what Dana thought of it. Yeah, I was really hoping I'd get to see. Yeah, what he Dana said. White missing the post-fight press conference. He told told the UFC to announce that he wouldn't be there. That's interesting. Yeah, that's really weird. That is really weird. Uh, I saw a lot of people questioning, have some theories floating out there. Uh, Curtis Blades boys defeating Jarzinho Rosenstroik via unanimous decision, 30-27 across all three. Not much to really say here. Um, Cost me a parlay. Our boy Damian Dino Swope couldn't even stay awake through his fight. <laughs> he said I was comatose. <laughs> yeah, he went, he went full comatose by the second round. Uh, I mean, cool win for Blades, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, I think a lot of people are really frustrated with Curtis Blades in this fight, and I understand, but... I told you guys even last night, I'm equally as frustrated with Jarzinho, yeah. you know, just waiting. Um, I understand it's heavyweights and, you know, you can't take too many punches and you have to be a little bit more calculated. But at the same time, at some point, especially like I said in that third round, you know you're down two rounds to nothing. Yeah, You're not going to – who cares if, you know, you just got to go for it. If you get mm-hmm. taken down, like, okay, you're going to lose a decision. Um I would be interested to know how much Jarzinho Rosenstroik trains off his back. I'm going to say probably not much. Um, <sighs> I mean, he just offered nothing in terms of yeah. getting up. Mm-hmm. You got uh, up that first time, and that's it. Yeah, but that was even kind of more because Blades went for something. Right. And that's kind of my thing with Blades, right? Like, I'm, I think I even told you guys, like, I don't know what this guy really does. You know, he, he does take guys down, but it's not like he has, like, these big, impressive double legs or no, single legs like or trips. shots. And, you know, it's more just, like, trying to get guys against the cage, get to their hips, take them down. He doesn't offer much in the stand-up. I d- you know, no. even on the ground, it's not like he's, like, impressive with the ground and pound. Or he doesn't he has, pass guard. D- he usually doesn't pass it yeah. at all. No, he'll just stay in, like, half guard and mm-hmm. just, you know, tap guy. You know, I mean, I'm sure he has finishes and stuff on his record. But I'm just saying, like, in terms of moving up that heavyweight ladder – Sure, you got your win back. You know, you're back in the win, col- win column, but I don't know what that's going to do in terms of the UFC wanting to push you and keep giving you bigger fights. No, it's 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 disappointing. But, you know, for when it comes to Rosenstrike, maybe he got... I, I think you see these guys get knocked out bad, and they do get a little gun-shy. I mean, Blades just got knocked out bad, too. Though. Well, but, hit, but with Blades... 
Well, if he's not striking and he's hesitant, what he does is what he knows, which is the grappling. Yeah. Get you, hold you, smother you. For a Rosen strike, he can, he's going to have to be gun shy, but his only move is to keep punching. So he gets hesitant, and that's his whole game plan. He doesn't have a, well, I'm going to grapple you now. I'm going to you know, yeah. dirty box you. It's literally just kickboxing. Is it possible that Rosen strike just isn't what we thought he was? Sure. Could I, be. I would, I, yeah, I would not go as far as to say no. I was going to say, because the only real big moment he's had was when he knocked out Alistair in a fight mm-hmm. that he was losing up until mm-hmm. the end of that fifth yeah. round. Yeah. So. I mean, it was like, what, a kickboxing champion? And, mm-hmm. you know, I think sometimes, especially at heavyweight, you can come over and kind of get away with that a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, in terms of just being a good striker. But now in the heavyweight division, guys are evolving a lot. Right. We're seeing more well-rounded guys, you know, that are heavyweights, I mean, that are just good in all areas of fighting. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, if you're not that guy, you can get left behind pretty fast. So even, you could be 100% on yeah. with that. And, I mean, you have to offer, even in just different arenas of the fight, like if you're a kickboxer, and you're fighting somebody who likes to smother, you might have to work on some clinch stuff. Like, you have to have something else to offer. You can't just be one-dimensional at this level because these guys, you know, how every sport is, as you get generations and generations, these these kids have been training for so long. So Very true. Boys, we're going to breeze through these last ones because we got to keep this thing moving. Jessica Andrade defeating Cynthia Calveo via first-round TKO. Uh, Jessica said in her post-fight she wants Rose or Lee winner. Um, meaning she's probably wanting to go back down to 115. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a good move for her. I, I told you guys last night, I think if she stays around at 24, 25, you know, there's a potential to run into that Joseph Benavidez things mm-hmm. where you're better than everybody else in the division, but you're not good enough to be the champ. So you're just right. kind of stuck in this, like, you know, no woman's, no man's land, you know, and um, nobody, yeah. you don't want to be there. That's a tough no. place to be. So I think making a shift like that is good for her. Right. Yeah, and I mean, your only chance is if Valentina leaves and she's not, so. Sure, very true. Uh, Marab Dwavashili defeating Marlon Moraes via second-round TKO. What a wild one that was. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marab got dropped in the first. What? Yeah. Yeah, it was yeah. only one round. Or, no, it went two, but that two. first round was yeah. crazy. Yeah. He, I mean, Marlon just cracked him, dropped him. I don't know how marab survived that yeah uh kind of like similar to the choke thing where it was just like i thought he was out on his feet at one point (laughs) yeah survives around and comes out and finds a way to finish marab is a player in that division yeah we might have seen fight of the year and round of the year in the Uh, same card dude i I think marab's legit dude yeah i champion future champion oh i mean 100 percent. yeah yeah i mean he definitely has the the will and the heart yeah he in that round he got dropped he finished it on top yeah Yeah. he got that takedown at the end of that round sure i mean and utilized the takedowns really well last night, and he's primarily more of just like a striker too, mm-hmm. you know, and still has the wrestling. I mean, there's just so many aspects of his game, but his motor is yeah. just going to, I mean, it's going to be tough for everybody in that division to deal with that. Yeah. You have to shot, put him out, man. Oh, yeah. Dude, like, you know, people don't just eat those shots from Marlon. Marlon's been knocking Marlon's put a lot out. of people out. Yeah, he's been knocking guys out for a long time. So the fact that, yeah. uh, you know, Marab was able to eat that and, and still find a way to win the fight, He's a player, man. Uh, next fight, Dan Hooker defeating Nazrat Hakparas via unanimous decision. Great performance for Dan Hooker. Given everything that happened, uh, we mentioned it last week, had visa issues, mm-hmm. got it worked out. Literally, as he got his worked out, Nazrat had the same problem yeah. trying to get out of Germany. Um, so, you know, both of these kind of, it was kind of worked out though, right? Because, I mean, in a sense, I mean, I hate that either one of them had to deal with it, but mm-hmm. it kind of evened itself out for both of these guys. They had a lot of things just to even get to the yeah. fight. Mm-hmm. Made um, weight. Made weight, yep. And yeah, so credit to both of them for that. Right. Um, and Nazrat didn't look terrible in this fight, but Dan Hooker was just the better mixed martial artist. Utilized the takedowns really well in this fight. Mm-hmm. If, if this is a legitimate 
evolution in his game, the takedowns, he's a problem. Yeah. I think that it's similar to the Ortega thing where you add a, a wrinkle into something that was already, you know, he's a good striker. If he can wrestle now, now you got to think about that. Your hands might be low. That kickboxing comes back. Like, mm-hmm. it's scary. Yeah. I don't know who was commentating or who said it in the commentating section when he, he took – I think he took his back, or he was at least on his back when he was in when he was in turtle. And um, I think it was DC noticed that Hooker wasn't grabbing the wrist. So there's just like little things you can tell. He's not yeah. quite a polished grappler, but he definitely has that takedown in there now. So you know, like you Time, said, who sees where that goes? Timing. I, I think the biggest thing was just timing the level changes. Mm-hmm. He did that like three times where it was just he timed him beautifully yeah. uh, mm-hmm. to even get to the to the position. So we'll see for him. I'm I'm excited for Dan Hooker. Obviously, the whole Australia thing. Hopefully, he can get back over here and fight again soon. Uh, Chris Dawkins, the last fight we're going to feature, defeating Shamil Abdurrahimov via second-round TKO. Another big win for Chris Dawkins, being mm-hmm. a guy you know ranked a lot higher than him. He's a contender, too, man, like we've talked about with Aspinall. Yep. I could see those two getting matched up really soon. Yep. There's not a lot there, but or a lot of, as far as other fighters. But, yeah, he's a... Uh, it's nice to see some new new blood and energy in the heavyweight on the, yeah. that middle tier. Absolutely. Boys, that is UFC 266. What a pay-per-view. So it was just felt good, man. Just right. felt good to have those those main event vibes back man. Mm-hmm. So for a pay-per-view. It just there's nothing like a pay-per-view main event. The butterflies and everything that comes with it. Am I missing anything else though before we move on? No, great card. Boys. Ooh, Mel Gibson was there. Mel Gibson was there. Brandon's With the gaither on. <laughs> How do you feel about... Why, why do you call it a gaither? It's That's a, what it's called. It's a gator. No, it's a gaither, dude. Everybody knows <laughs> no, that. it's not. Aren't those, call, those neck know. things that you like pull over your face, aren't they called gators? I think it is gator. No, it's not, definitely. <laughs> what is a gaither? Google it is. on your phone. No, we're in the episode. I'm not no, going to be on my phone. <laughs> Didn't he yell at me for being on my phone on an episode? I, maybe at one point. He definitely dude, did. I'm, I'm giving you... From, it's for the episode. No, Somebody let us know because I think they're called gators. I don't know yeah. what a gator. I know what a gator is. It's an alligator. <laughs> oh, <laughs> come gosh. on, dude. this guy, man. Well, boys, the UFC train don't stop. This Mm-mm. Saturday night, October second, UFC Fight Night, Vegas thirty eight. Our main event, light heavyweight division, number five Tiago Santos versus number ten Johnny Walker. Uh, Tiago is coming in riding a three fight losing streak. His most recent was a unanimous decision loss to Alexander Rakic. Johnny Walker coming in having won only one of his last three fights. His last fight was a victory, however, over uh, Ryan Spann, where he knocked him out in the first round in September of last year. He was losing that fight up and, you know, mm-hmm. kind of got lucky, Spann, holding on to that double leg on the cage a little too long, was able to drop some elbows. Um, so both of these guys coming in, needing a win bad. Um, but it's worth noting uh, that I think they both have been facing the top of the heap at the 205-pound right. division. Um, I think that's an important key to going into this. I will say, have you guys seen Johnny Walker's Instagram? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. He is shredded. Yeah, he is Jack. a phenomenal shit. I'm talking like veiny. Like you can see the veins popping out, boy. I'm excited for this one. Uh, this is going to be a fun, fun main event. I think two really explosive, dynamic guys. What do you guys think? Is he st- is he still with? Um Sorry, it's kind of. Is he still with Faraz? Uh, so, and y- yes, I think so. I don't know. You're talking about Johnny Walker. Mm-hmm. So on ESPN, this is interesting. You said that because I actually looked into this. On ESPN, he is still listed as a tri-star fighter. However, he's been in Ireland training at Connor's SBG because I think his girlfriend, wife, fiance is Irish, um, mm. and so I think he's living. I don't know, man. That's actually a really good question. Mm. Um, I don't know if he's kind of splitting his time between both or what. 
we'll have to see Saturday who's in his corner. Okay, I, guess. I think I think if he was with Ross, I like that he could maybe get a decent game plan going because Ross is sort of the mastermind. But sure. between him and Kevin Lee, I think they have a tendency to not follow whatever their game yeah. plan is. But if Walker can back can get back to the ways that sort of got him on the scene with his flying knees and spinning back fists and just doing some funky stuff, yeah, I feel like he's going to have success. But I just think that he's struggling right now with wrestlers and yeah. people who really push him. But yeah. if he has mm-hmm. if he can let go, I think we're gonna see something pretty fun. Yeah. Yeah, I think with Santos though, he's a, it's a must win. Yeah. I feel like, you know, you lose four in a row, that's tough. Even though you're mm-hmm. fighting good guys, like yeah. you do have younger guys coming up. Yeah. Um, that can take your spot in the division pretty easily. Doesn't, so. Yeah, and it doesn't suck that he's in a division where, you know, it's, I don't think he's at risk of getting cut per se because they still need guys right. like him uh, hanging around. Um, I, I agree with what Brandon's saying. I think I think the only thing I will say add or kind of add to what you said is I think for Johnny Walker, he needs to do that explosive, you know, the crazy stuff, but he needs to temper it a little bit in some senses because um, we've seen him go out and do too much of it where he gasses himself and he tires himself. And I feel like every time we've seen him, he's kind of getting a little bit more calculated. Everything's getting mm-hmm. a little bit more cerebral. It's not so much just going for it. Um, so that's something in this one. I'm really hoping that he can find that balance um, mm-hmm. of just being explosive, flashy, but also knowing when to kind of taper right. it off a little bit and be a little bit more defensive and, and very reminiscent of Michel Pierre, right? Yes. Oh yeah. yeah very. And it, yeah. Cause he's kind of that same thing. Right. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but yeah, this is going to be a fun one. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see with Santos having so much experience, so much more experience with these five round bigger fights. Sure. How Walker looks later into the fight. I agree. And our co-main event boys, Another really fun one. Two entertaining middleweights. Kevin Holland returns to face Kyle Dawkins. Uh, Holland is coming in having lost his last two in a row uh, to Derek Brunson and most recently Marvin Vittori. Dawkins' only two losses on his professional record have both come in the UFC. He's, only, he's currently one and two in his three fights within the UFC. Um, his last fight... Sorry, let me scroll. His last fight was a decision loss to Phil Haas back in May of this year. Both guys need to win here mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, Dawkins, Dawkins is a pretty big middleweight. Um, he's actually fought a heavyweight and light heavyweight in his career before. And I want to ask you guys this. Eight of Dawkins' last ten wins have been by subs. He's definitely has some decent striking, but we've primarily seen him have success on the ground and, and utilizing grappling. So do you guys think that the UFC, in a sense, is kind of feeding Hall into another grappler? And, and not because they want to see him lose, per se, but almost just to prove to them that he's rounded out that part of his game and he can handle it. Um, because we've seen, seen him in his last two losses. That's pretty much where he's been exposed, right, is mm-hmm. on the ground, mm-hmm. especially primarily on his back. And I guarantee you Dawkins is going to try to get him there and probably will at some point. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's hard because how much does the UFC look into that? And, like, sure. how much does the UFC or how much control should they have in navigating whether or not people pro- um, progress in certain areas? Um, but I think it's a good question because that's definitely where Holland struggled. Um, I think it's a bigger – yeah, I mean, I think he, hopefully he's figured that out because yeah. he needs to figure that out because um, that's sort of the one area. But anyway, I, I don't know. I think – yeah, whether or not the UFC sort of has control there, because like the way you phrase that question, question like are they feeding that him to him to see if he's progressed? Like I just don't know about that. So and I and I understand, yeah, and maybe more than just feeding him because that sounds like they want him to lose. Maybe just more like they're testing him. Um, and and I and so what I would say to that is I see what you're saying is like mm. how much do they really care or monitor that, or is it just more about matchups um, and getting guys fights, especially when you're not talking, you know you know, guys in the top five, right? Um, But the only thing I would say is 
I think they monitor it when you give them a reason, when you're loud enough to give them a reason to monitor mm-hmm. it. And we all know Dana White was very vocal, especially after the Brunson fight um, of how he felt about Kevin Holland. A little bit better against Marvin Vittori. Um, took that fight on last uh, late, late notice. I think mm-hmm. like within like a week or mm-hmm. two. Um, so credit to him for that. Um, and that's a tough fight to take anyways, no matter what your you know abilities are. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just I could just see them being like, hey, We've seen now, you know, he's he wants these big spots. He wants to move up, but this is a clear hole in his game, and we've seen mm-hmm. him exposed there twice now. Um, let's give him another guy that's kind of in the same level as him that's mm-hmm. going to do the exact same thing or look to do the same thing. Well, what makes that interesting, if if we if that's something that we look at, it makes it kind of makes it look like them picking favorites because we were talking last night about them not wanting to give O'Malley a wrestler because sure. they don't want him to have to deal with mm, that. Yeah, but but Holland is, you know, he's a loud mouth. Sure. He, you know, he's he, he. You see him in the post fights and stuff. Right. He says whatever he wants. Those aren't necessarily company guys or whatever. Good for PR. Yeah, but I mean, with Holland. You know, I think what he does have going for him is, although he's getting dominated in wrestling, it's not like he's out here getting submitted. Yeah, he does have good, you know, jujitsu himself. So yeah, I think that could be that could be his saving grace here is if he can find a way to get up. Yeah, but yeah, he either needs to be offensive off of his back mm-hmm. in terms of throwing up submissions, or he needs to get better about transitioning because mm-hmm. he was just too complacent in his last two fights. Yeah, agreed. It also says on ESPN his fighting style is kung fu. I saw that. So. He, has a, he has a black belt in kung yeah. fu. Yeah, so yeah. maybe he brings that out. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Who knows with that guy? Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm a big fan, though. I Great like, fight, though, I like for both of them. them. Yeah, both of these fights are, are, are fun fights, fun matchups. Um, real quick, also on this card, you got Valentina's uh, little sister, Antonio Shevchenko versus Casey O'Neill. One that I'm really excited for uh, that might be getting a little slept on. If you don't know these guys, make sure you tune into this fight. Devontae Smith versus Jamie Malarkey. It's a fun one. Both guys coming off big wins. Uh, moving down the card, you also have names like Aspen Ladd versus Macy Chesson. Mm-hmm. Alex Cowboy Oliveras versus Nico Price. That That's one to me, like, I think it could be candidate for fight of the night. Granted, as fun oh, as yeah. some of these fights are, but doesn't it feel like those guys fight like every two months? Like I feel this is their first time fighting each other, but I feel like we've seen them fight like seven times. Yeah, yeah. they kind of feel like uh, when you play the UFC game and your guys on like a, the pay per view card. Yeah, they're like the fight number four every time. <laughs> yeah. Like. Uh, before we get into our picks, um, John, yeah. give us your three to see for this fight. All card. right, the three things that I'm looking for, what I'm putting my phone down for. Uh, we got. To see if the other Shevchenko will show out mm-hmm. after her sister just did this. Yeah. That energy has to be contagious. So yeah. uh, and I would love to see her just kind of put her stamp on her as a fighter. Yeah. And, kind of separate herself. Yeah. Uh, next thing we just kind of talked about, see if Kevin Holland will turn it around and show his potential. Mm-hmm. You know, he's been trying to go to different places to train. He knows that this is what everybody's looking for. So yeah. Hopefully he works on, like, guillotine or something, throw something in. And the last thing is if the Johnny Walker experiment is over, if he's a real contender. Because we've been waiting to see him kind of take off, mm-hmm. and he shows these bright flashes, and then Corey Anderson knocks him out, or he yeah. has a boring, you know, a more boring fight because he kind of fizzles out. So sure. those are the things I'm going to be watching for. Cool. I, I like all three of those, and I agree with all three of them. Um, one more thing, though. I do want to ask you guys, before we get to our picks, last thing. Um, I'm going to think how to phrase Are these fight nights... Are, are the fight nights almost becoming too much? Um, like kind of like maybe less is more. Um, and all due respect to the fighters, because I know that the more fight nights, the more guys and girls that are getting fights and and they're getting paid. Um, but this card is main evented by two fighters. One's on a three fight losing streak. The other one's one and two in his last three. Um, both big names, sure. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but I just feel like this is a great card as like an opening fight on a pay-per-view or a, a great fight that could go on yeah. a pay-per-view as like the first or second fight of the night on a pay-per-view. Um, and I don't, it's so tough cause I, I sympathize with the fighters. And like I said, I, I know that they need to fight in this. It's creating more opportunities, more people like a Cameron Van Camp because of so many fight nights are able mm -hmm. to get into the UFC and, and get opportunity. But I don't know. What do you guys think? Is it just, it, would you like to see maybe a little bit less in terms of like, because like here, I, and I know that's tough because us three will watch anything. Right. We're just hardcore and we're excited for these fights. But mm -hmm. I feel like to the casual, it's a little bit harder to sell sometimes. Like, oh, come watch this guy that's 0 and 3, you know, or losses. And, yeah. and this is the main, you're like, this is supposed to be the main event. Like, I mean, fighting's already year round. So it's not yeah. like you have to take big breaks outside your holidays. So I think, yeah, I mean, if, we, if they could space it out to like, because it's know, like we, every week, right? Yeah. Now. So we get like one pay per view a month, which is about what we're used to. But then yeah. maybe make it like, two fight nights if that i was thinking maybe like a fight every other weekend yeah would put you at like what is that three a month no 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 that's like two fight nights a month yeah and, and one yeah. pay-per-view i think that's a good balance yeah. yeah it's tough because you know a lot of these divisions need contenders yeah and the only way you breed that is by having people fight and build up <laughs> yeah and you know obviously this one the top couple fights aren't necessarily title implications, but we have had, you know, a good handful of those or people who've, you know, shot up three or four spots on the rankings because yeah. they've had these big fights. So it is tough because, like you said, we'll watch it and we're oh, excited because, yeah. like, sure. you know, we just talked about Aspen Ladd's one of the low ones, but she's ranked number three. She oh, wins dude. this. Yeah. No, and I don't, like I said, I don't want to take anything away from even our main event. These are two high-level right. skilled fighters, but I guess I'm just meaning more in terms of, like, for your casuals and people yeah. that maybe aren't, don't understand what these fight, dude. These, this card, this main card, is loaded with fun fights and amazing fighters. Mm -hmm. So I'm not saying that. Like I'm not telling people not to watch yeah. by any means. I feel like pre ESPN, these would have been like fight pass type of maybe. like, you know, if you want to watch it, you're a subscriber, so you can watch it. But yeah. now that they have this kind of ESPN, right, it kind of changes things. And and ESPN probably wants to have a certain amount sure. of content. Yeah, that's true. Well, boys, let's get to our picks. Brandino, update us. On our scores, because we got some interesting scores this week. It's getting tight. It's getting tight, guys. Tighter so, than Brandon's jeans. Yeah. So, okay. <laughs> the new standings are, we have a tie for first place with me and, me and John at 61 points. Woo. Nate, you have 60. Woo. Right behind us. So, 61, 61, I'm not even going to hit the ant buzzer on yeah, myself, because I mean, one point. Last night, you had five points, Nate. John, yeah. you came away with four, and then I had three. <sighs> so, it was a big night. Man, Man, you lot. know what sucks is I came close, too, because I thought... Uh, the fourth round TKO yeah. for Volk. It was on the table. Yeah, it man, was it was there. right there. I was so... But, I mean... That fourth round, Herb thought... There was, like, one point where I thought he was going to stop. He kept on, like... In round three, I called round three sub for Ortega, and yeah. that was where he had those two, <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, it, it sucks. Boys, we are two people tied, and I'm separated by one point. This, this week's a big week. This is yeah. a big week, that, and I'm going to be honest. With you were first for like what week two or week three? For like first, a, yeah, maybe a couple. But these these two fights that we're going to pick for are really tough, and <laughs> I have literally like even in my head, I'm still going back and forth because anything could happen in both of these. Right. Um, let's start with our co-main though, Kevin Holland versus Kyle Dawkins. I almost said Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I get those guys confused. Don't 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 shoot me. Cryo Cryo Dawkins. I'm going to go Kevin Holland here. Um, I've thought, I believe me, I've thought a lot about this even just today because I was going to go Dawkins because he's so much bigger and I just feel like we could see it again. But I feel like Kevin Holland knows. He has to know now, right? Mm -hmm. And he we've got to see that evolution in his game. I think he's by and far the better striker. Um, even though I do think Dawkins is going to have a significant, I think, reach advantage, I believe. I can't remember. Um, mm -hmm. 
in this one. Uh, but I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Kevin Holland, and I'm gonna say he's. <laughs> Oh, man, I don't know. It's, it's so tough, dude. It's so tough. Um, I'll say I think he's gonna have to TKO him. I'll say TKO in the third uh, for for Kevin Holland. Um, God, I'm still sitting here. I don't want to do that. Nope, you said it. Can't take I said it. All right, all right. Mm-hmm. Move on. Move I feel on. bad for you because you only got to have first place for a couple of weeks, and now we're tied. So I'll let you go ahead and pick. Yeah. Wow. You, okay. I, dude, strategy says let him go last. He's he's, now he's now he's double thinking because he thought he was gonna have to go. I'm cool. No, I'm cool. Go I'm, ahead. I'm, all right. Is it th- it's a three round fight for Holland no. uh, or is it five? It's three. It's, it's three. Okay, I'm gonna take Holland. I'm gonna say round two TKO. Okay, nice. I'm gonna take Kevin Holland as well. I'm gonna say unanimous. Yeah, that's. I almost wanted to go that, but I just I don't know if it's a decision. I feel like it might be Dawkins' fight. What's interesting is you know the way Holland's been getting wrestled. It's by like the top guys in the division too, though. Yeah. So it's hard to just Doc strictly is, judge him. Dawkins has 10 victories, and eight of them are by submission. Yeah. So, I mean, he's, he's also been a decision guy the last three fights. Yes, so right. It'll it's, be an interesting. It is going to be an interesting. It's so, so tough. And then I wouldn't you, put money on it, but no. I'll pick for the, for and the pod. E- even tougher is our main event, uh, <laughs> Tiago Santos versus Johnny Walker. I'm going to take a risk, man. I, I'm going to go Johnny Walker. Mm. I think he looks like he's in phenomenal shape. Um, I think beating a guy like Ryan Spann, though he was getting beat most of that first round, he found a way to win. I think that stuff's important. I don't know where Santos's um, confidence is at right now. He hasn't quite looked the same since he came off his ACL injury mm-hmm. against John Jones. Um, and I think a guy like Johnny Walker, who's just bigger, way longer, big reach mm-hmm. advantage. Um, I think he. I'm hoping <laughs> for my points, he's going to find a way to finish him. Uh, five round fight. I'll say Johnny Walker. I think it's got to be early, so I'm going to take a second-round TKO for Sir Johnny Walker. Nice. I'm going to take Walker round one KO. Wild card could also see a submission in this for Walker as well. I could see it. I'm going to take Tiago Santos fourth-round TKO. Like it. I like his experience in the late fights. And he's he's hard to put away. That's a good point. I like that experience argument. That's definitely a good point. Boys, let's get to the news. Oh, yeah. We need a new uh, news sound effect we need to work on that yeah, I mean, we, we need to get new drops in general i know yeah we do um boys okay so news ufc hall of fame was this past week um we're just going to run through the inductees real quick um george st pierre was inducted into the modern era wing kevin randleman inducted into the pioneer wing john jones versus alexander gustafson one was inducted into the fight wing and uh ufc vice president of regular regulatory affairs mark ratner was inducted into the contributors wing. Uh, congrats to all those guys. Congrats mm-hmm. to GSP. I've seen uh, DC's name being floated in that spot next year. So mm, I could see that. Yeah. Did anybody watch it? No. The whole thing? Yeah. Absolutely not. Are you guys fans? Yeah. yeah. Did, did you watch it? Yeah. I was there. Yeah, the whole thing. I, I got tickets, dude. John Jones had on a silk black shirt and boot cut jeans. I saw that interview. Oh, I did too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, did, we had to mention that. I mean, George, right. dude, I mean, George St. Pierre is probably the GOAT. It, I mean, I think I still think the Hall of Fame is really important. I know, you know, even like the NFL Hall of Fame, like I don't really watch those, um, but I still think it's important because, you know, that's how we keep these guys around their legacies. Um, but we're going to jump into the unfortunate news that happened literally hours following the ceremony as John Jones was arrested by Las Vegas PD. Um, charges include domestic violence with injury and tampering with a vehicle. Uh, Jones po- did post bail on Friday. His next court date will be on October 26th. I think the first thing here, um, the attorney's kid, of course, I think it's important to remember that he is innocent until proven guilty. John Jones has not been committed with any crime 
Um, he is still technically an innocent man until they prove him guilty. Um, given his track record and obviously his problems and priors. history, his priors, it's, it's you know, it's, it doesn't good. look good. Yeah. Um, and um, it's super unfortunate, too, because speaking of those interviews, you know, he, he's telling people literally hours before at this Hall of Fame that he's like a family man now. You're not going to see him in these problems. I'm, he's going to fight early next year. He's off Twitter. Yeah, and yeah. all this stuff. And then, you know, literally like four hours later, he's being arrested for the ma- And, like, we don't know details. I mean, there's so much to this stuff. And I, and, and I understand, like, you see it. It's good headlines. It looks sexy. Um, but what do you guys think, you know, your initial reactions to it or whatever, uh, given what we do know, which is nothing other than he was arrested? Surprise, surprise. I don't know. It's not It's not anything new. He's been here before many times. Yeah. And you bring up a fair point with him being innocent until proven guilty. So mm-hmm. I really just kind of want to wait until we have more mm-hmm. information, mm-hmm. I, I'm like a body cam footage or a sure. report, anything. Yeah. So I'm just going to kind of reserve till then. But, yeah. but until then, it's just... Not surprising. I mean, he's been here before. Yeah, I mean, sometimes when you put stuff out in the universe, you kind of set yourself up, mm-hmm. you know, and to push this whole, like, you're not going to see me like this again, da-da-da, and life's like, well, you don't get <laughs> well, he's, he's, But he has made it very clear in the past, like, interviews with Ariel Hawani, he said, like, yeah, you know, I'm never going to say never. You know, I'm still battling things and dealing with yeah. things. So I felt like the fact that he actually kind of came out and said some of that stuff, you're like, oh, cool, right. like, maybe he is turning a corner. I thought Dana's comments were a little... Like, we can't get this guy in Vegas for more yeah. than five minutes. So, here was what was interesting to me is I don't recall John Jones being arrested in Vegas or that ever coming out. So, I'm like, has he been, like, in trouble in Vegas and the UFC just kind of yeah. mob boss their ways in and, like, got him out of yeah. stuff that we've never heard or known? Because he said... The cocaine he, days were probably pretty well, crazy. Like, he literally said, like, every, like, every time he's here, it's like a running joke in the UFC. Like, well, what's he going to do this time? And I'm like, I've never heard of him really mm-hmm. doing anything yeah, maybe publicly. Maybe, <laughs> yeah, maybe it's things where they kind of get the charges dropped. We ran out of favors to pull. Yeah. yeah, so, you know, my... Obviously, I'm a huge fan, and I think my immediate reaction is got to see what happens there's you know there's a ton of things that go into this but even the fact that you you're putting yourself in these situations um to me it just seems like he lacks some form of moral understanding right from wrong right um and and as a fan i'll say this is if he is found guilty and and there was foul play and then a lot of this stuff that's happened um you know maybe it's time for john jones to finally sit down and maybe he does need some jail time he's gotten off with everything right? right um Never really been convicted with anything once again, um, you know, some of the stuff he has been. But uh, if, if there is something that's gone wrong here, uh, I mm-hmm. think he maybe some time in jail or time away. I mean, do you uh, count his drug like his when he was um, suspended? Yeah, I think anything he was found guilty of is. Well, I mean, like, do you count the suspension as like time? Because he didn't get to fight for no, two No, because he's never had to, like, he's never lost his freedom, right? You know, when I mean time off, I mean, like, in a jail or, like, like behind bars. Like, okay, so time you, like, away from society. Yeah, because he's never had anything taken away. Mm-hmm. So I think at some point, you know, you're a young guy. He's been, or, well, he's not really young anymore, but he came into this game really young. Right. You've had the world at your fingertips the whole time. You He probably feels pretty untouchable. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think maybe, and, and as a fan, I'd just rather see him get better. He can never fight again, and I still think he's, one of the, if not the greatest of all time, right? He's done so much to this point in fighting that um, I just want to see him be a better human being, mm-hmm. you know? So we'll see what happens. We'll see how it develops. We'll keep an eye on it. Um, but moving on, Aljamain Sterling announces he's out of October his October 30th title fight with Piotr Jan due to a lingering neck issue. Called it. 
by the way. Pl- to quote Brandon, surprise, pretty surprise. Sure, pretty sure everyone everyone called that. Pl- okay. uh, dude, I called it literally months ago, though. Yeah. I said, like, well, I was we'll hopeful. See. Peter Yon called it before you. Yeah, that's true. You could, yeah. <laughs> I think he called it in the cage, yeah. Uh, plan is to do an interim title shot. Um, Ariel Hawani reported that it sounds like Corey Sanhagen is the front runner. Um, important to remember, TJ Dillashaw is coming off his knee injury from uh, where he tore, I think, his ACL and that in the Sanhagen fight yeah. with that. So uh, Dillashaw is unable to obviously fight. Sounds like it's going to be Sanhagen O'Malley through his name in the ring. <laughs> I don't, I hope not, but I could also see the UFC being like, Oh, this is our way to get him in there. You know, yeah. like send him up the pecking order, uh, you know, kind of give him a free shot, so to speak. So once again, same thing, which we'll, is funny that he throws his name in there when he talked about well, on this contract, I ain't doing no big right. fights. Yeah. Right. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Misha Tate also out of her fight test positive for sure. COVID. Um, and forced to withdraw from her October 16th main event against Ketlin Vieira. I didn't see anywhere where they've announced uh, if they're going to... That mm-hmm. was supposed to be the main event. Yeah. So I don't know if they're going to try to get another opponent or move somebody up or what. Um, last thing I have, um, I want to do just a bit of some jujitsu news. Uh, Flow Grappling doing their WNO championship. Uh, the finals are set for tonight, September Sunday, September 26th. The finals are uh, the men's heavyweight Kanan uh, Duarte versus Tim Springs, uh, Rafaela Gudez versus Kendall Rus- Rusing, Ty Rotolo versus Mika Galvao for the men's middleweight, uh, Mesa Bastos versus Grace Gundrum for the women's strawweight, and Cade Rutolo versus Gabriel Sosa for the men's lightweight. Um, but there's been some really interesting results come out of this tourney. Uh, first one is Amanda Levy very convincingly defeating Gabby Garcia. Uh, who was obviously favorite to win that women's heavyweight division. And there was a lot of controversy going into that because Gabby did not have to publicly weigh in. Mm. So, and uh, this Amanda Levy kind of called her out at the weigh-ins. Like, why is she getting special treatment? Well, it's like probably because she wasn't going to make the weight right. anyways. Uh, Gabriel Sosa defeated Mikey Musumeki via north-south choke. Jacob Couch out of Pedigo comes in last late late replacement. Uh, defeating the middleweight favorite, Herberto Jimenez, by heel hook. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was later defeated by Mike, uh, Michaela Galvao. Um, uh, 16-year-old Cole Abate defeated the veteran Gio Martinez. Um, and last thing I do want to talk about is the Orlando Sanchez. Did you guys see that? Uh, so Orlando Sanchez was DQ'd in his match against Tex Johnson. Uh, Tex locked up a triangle. Seemed like Sanchez was pretty much, he knew he was stuck in it. Mm-hmm. And so he basically just picked him up off the ground and slammed him on the back of his neck. Kind of looked like, really kind of rocked that Tex Johnson a little bit. Um, DQ'd himself, essentially. Right. Um, I think he knew he was going to get tapped out. and so I he, thought they were allowed to slam. Not in this. It's a rule. Who's, and who's number one? Yeah. Hmm. Um, but apparently, you know, but just like that. And then obviously we know you, the, we've seen the footage of him and UFC fighter, Sean Strickland. Mm-hmm. It's like, can we maybe disagree that Orlando Sanchez is probably just a dirty fight? <laughs> like, yeah. He's like the Nadamakan Sue of jujitsu. Yeah. So, uh, obviously the finals will have had happened by time this comes out. So check it out. Right. See who won. Cause those are some fun. It's been some fun matches, but For sure. Anything else in the news before we move Got on? Got some big boxing news from last night. Okay. Um, Anthony Joshua loses a decision to Alexander Usyk, uh, who was a cruiserweight, moved up to heavyweight. He trains with Lomachenko. Uh, as people know, Joshua was, was 
supposed to fight Tyson Fury. Mm-hmm. Wilder steps in, demands his rematch. So the whole the whole narrative was, all right, Fury, you and yours, we'll give mm-hmm. AJ somebody, and then you guys can finally fight. Now that's probably off the table. There is an immediate rematch clause in the contract, so Joshua will be fighting Usyk again. This was in London in front of yeah. you know Joshua's home fans. Yeah. Uh, Twitter, a lot of like the UFC people in that area were like, come on, you know, they were super sure. shocked. But Usyk is a really, really tough fighter. A little undersized, but he put it on AJ. AJ came back in like the middle rounds, but he really didn't have nothing to offer him and got mm-hmm. wobbled a lot. So yeah, it's a real shakeup for the heavyweight. So now you have Usyk, if he wins this rematch, you know, getting a chance at like Wilder or Fury would be really interesting for oh, him. Yeah. And he just kind of put the whole heavyweight division on their head with this coming up from cruiserweight. Yeah. Uh, Holyfield did it back in the day, but you just don't see it happen an awful lot. So. Yeah. Very good. Well, Brandon, let's get to it. What are we calling this again? <laughs> okay. Did you so, change your mind? No, right Simpsons now we're sticking we're sticking with it. So so the name of this segment is Brandon Knows MMA. Okay. Okay, so let's do a jingle. Dun da da dun dun dun. Brandon knows MMA. Okay. That was your chance to say it. I didn't know what was happening. Right. So this is how this is gonna work. So explain I, it. I'm basically just gonna kinda make a point, say something, okay. explain a little something that maybe some people don't know. And then okay. I'm just gonna we're just, just gonna start a little dialogue. So I think what I might do is after I say my sort of point here, um, then I'll like set a timer for like maybe three minutes because I'm sure after I say this we could go all day about it. Okay. But that way we kinda constrain ourselves. We a probably bit. won't do a timer. We're a little tight on time currently. I was gonna do like two minutes, three okay. minutes. But if you just want to let it go, we can. Okay, yeah. Okay. So this is it. <laughs> so Anderson Silva is one of the most overrated fighters of all time. Definitely not the GOAT. So he is one seven and one from two thousand and thirteen <laughs> to two thousand and twenty. <laughs> John's everything. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, his lone win in that time period was a unanimous decision victory over Derek Brunson. Arguably his best win was against a post Pride Hendo or his rematch with Sonnen. His title run was not impressive at all and many of his wins were had a lot of controversy in terms of how active he was so patrick cote damian maya okay so these were just lackluster performances you can remember at one point dana actually wouldn't put the belt on silva because he was so frustrated a lot of performances like these and finally um as soon as talents got inserted into the division so chris weidman uh silva was never the same okay. lost twice and then went on his losing streak for the rest of his career that's it. So can you read that first sentence again? Anderson Silva is one of the most overrated fighters of all time. Absolutely not the GOAT. Wow. So let me ask this. <laughs> in terms of your like top 10 of all time, where would you put him? Top, he's in the top 10. Top 5, where would you put him? Mm-hmm. I'd have to think about that. 4 or 5? Wow. That's a, I mean, that's, so here's, here's what I find with you is I think you are incredibly harsh about the past. And I think, and, and, and I'm, not, I'm not attacking you for this. It, it just meets you where you are. Mm-hmm. You haven't been a fan as long as we were. And okay. so I think sometimes you don't realize how good Damian Maya was back. Now, granted, I'll give you the Damian Maya one just because I think Silva could have definitely done more. But like Patrick Cote was a beast back then. And I, I just feel like sometimes because maybe you were watching then, but you just don't remember how good some of those people really were. Or, because you guys were such fanboys then, I'm able to look back at it now objectively compared to how you guys do, and I just see things a little differently because of that. I just, no, because I feel like 90% of people would disagree with you right now. It doesn't make them right. And I'm not saying people would have him as their goat, 
But mm-hmm. I think most people would have them have him at least in their top three of all time. Okay. That's just an argument from population. That, I mean, you're assuming that everyone is going to be accurate or right about that, and I disagree. Yeah. I think if people sit down and look at his record, they would. I could. I could convince them of what I'm saying. Okay. No, so no. Yes. Okay. No, because so he was fighting the best of the best back then. How many titles? How many titles? The best and doing it across two divisions. He fought the best at 205 pounds. Who did he fight beside Forrest? Forrest who was a Rich, champion? He fought Rich, Rich Franklin. Uh, who did he fight? Rich? Yeah, he fought Rich Franklin. Yeah, he uh, fought. Um, gosh, I'd have to pull up his record. Uh, Bonner. He fought that Steve Irwin. He fought some other guys. He went up, yeah. which is something Khabib never did. Obviously, sure. Um, just, let's see. He's beat two world champions at two different sports. He's beat three UFC champions at different weight classes. He unified the UFC and Pride titles. Yeah, uh, he's he's won. 16 title fights total. Yeah, talk that Silva talk. I mean, he's been the UFC middleweight champion, the pride welterweight. How long did he go undefeated for? A long time. Like, if, considered a top 10 fighter over a 17-year span. Overrated? Overrated. Khabib's probably been one year as the best fighter. He's in, Khabib in there, bro. Because who, he's, he's your number one, right? You're trying to... Fl- Is he no, your number one? Absolutely not. Who's your number one? I would have to think about it. You're oh, trying to get away on, from the man. claim. Stick to what we're talking he's about. He's been ranked number one in two different weight classes. He has the most top 10 wins of any MMA fighter with 17. He yeah. beats the number one ranked fighter of two different weight classes. Yeah. Like, come on, man. So, and like... So what was his most impressive win to you guys? Oh, dude. I mean, I mean, it's that's so tough. Like... I, I love that Vitor fight just because going into that, you know, there was so much build up to that fight. Like that's one. Love the first chill. What was Sonnen. impressive about what was impressive about the Vitor fight? The kick. Just that one kick? Absolutely. He was the first person to submit Dan Henderson. He submitted Travis Luter. Um, let's see, he comes back and wins against Chael, the then Chael, comes back I, and I was gonna finishes say, him in the first. The, the Chael, I think the second Chael fight was the most impressive win he has on his record. Oh, yeah, I mean, that was really impressive, but I think the first one to find, once again, champions, same thing with Alexander Volkanovsky, champions just find a way to win. The best, the best, find a way to win, no matter what. Here's what's interesting. You guys have not touched the time period after he lost to White. But, Brandon, here's, but here's the thing. Like, this is what you're not understanding. This is what I'm trying to say. You were trying to compare a dude that was almost 40 years old fighting young 28-year-old savages. He's the so, same yes, dude. I know, but no, he's not. You deteriorate what? over time. Your chin, your cardio, like, things happen, your timing. Now, here's the thing. The Weidman fight... Yeah, maybe Silva was still a little bit on his game. Like, that was a fair win to Weidman. The second one, he broke his leg. After that, he was never the same. So I think, yes, you can judge him on what happened after that because mm-hmm. he continued to make the walk. But there is no doubt that the facts are the facts that after he broke his leg, he was never the same when he came back. And you got to look at the scope of his whole career. That's you're, what I'm you're saying. You're literally just talking about this window. Yes. When well, no, he no, went no, no, 12 no, no, no. years I'm bringing that without losing. Up. You guys are the one that are hyper-focusing on his time. But you're saying winning. that one small window of when he was not the best, it, it counts for his whole career that when he's overrated. That? That's what you said. He's not the GOAT. I did say he's not the GOAT. You said and he's I overrated. Say, but you I just said you guys overrated. aren't talking about his post-Wideman. That's this part. Yeah. He fought That's for just tw- as much as the part before. No, no, sure. no it is no, not. 2013 no, 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 no. to 2020. He went 12 years where on a streak. Yeah. And then eight years that it wasn't on a streak. So if that was 12 How many years, fights did he do in those eight years? Like four, five? Probably. No, eight. Like seven. And Maybe. Like, okay, so he, he beats Derek Brunson, who is right now about to be. Which a lot of a lot of people had Brunson winning that fight. Sure, it was close. Fair enough. 
I still to this day 100% think he beat Michael. He knocked Michael. Michael Bis- and Michael Bisping, I think, has admitted he was out. That fight was completely miscalled by the referee. He missed that knockout. And that next fight would have been a title fight. Then he fought DC on like a one-week notice. Who and DC said that was his easiest fight. Probably yeah, all he did was hold him. He fought and he almost I, got just, hurt in whoa, the third whoa, whoa, round. Whoa, 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 whoa. You guys, I know, you guys but hold on. So no, 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 because I'm just saying, no, because here's what I'm saying. He fought him on like a one- or two-week notice at 205 pounds. After having appendix, like his appendix worked on Then, mm-hmm. and I'm not, we're just putting circumstances to all these things then you fought izzy i mean right I mean, come on now like, also anderson made his ufc debut at 31 <laughs> right yeah it's pretty old for a debut. yeah and habib retired at 32 why do you keep throwing habib I'm, I'm just saying you're <laughs> you just, you were you're trying because, to have a discussion no, because, you're getting upset no so you're because on you're you're throwing a rock at the moon this that you can't see, even this land is what i'm on. saying i'm trying to be objective and then you're bringing in but feelings. you don't know mma no, no 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 the segment is not to be the segment is not to be objective it's, it's to not be you for you to be one-sided Hold on. I thought this was my segment. It is. I mean, it is, but the point is for you to come in and make a bold, which you did. You made a bold statement, but uh-huh. you can't be objective. You got to stand on that. What do you mean I can't be objective? You, you made be, a mountain. Unless you want to say we've changed mine. What? What do you mean I can't be objective? Because <laughs> you're putting out, you, you know MMA. This uh-huh. is your <laughs> yeah, solid That's opinion. my point. I know MMA. You guys feel like you know Okay, MMA. so let me say you're, this. You're reacting on feelings. I'm reacting on Facts, we brought numbers. Facts. No, I, I, we, no, I've, you brought. I've feelings. literally been naming off all the things that he's done in his career. Feelings. No. Okay. Facts. Feelings. Okay. So no. that's so. After everything that we've said, our conclusion is our rebuttal is you just think we're reacting on feelings. I think you guys were very big fanboys in that time period. So when you watch that, you recall those times. There's a lot of emotion. Yeah, okay. All those wins, man. Isn't he one of your guys' favorite fighters? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Without a doubt. So 100%. 100%. Exactly. He won so many fights for so many years. Yeah. Just never lost. That's what I'm saying. You guys are just... As so a champion. If you're so engrossed, there's no way for you to just take a step back. And I just asked the IG family just to come Somebody, through. Let them know what you think. Hit our DMs. If you agree with, us, if you agree with them, great. Hit our DMs with some brand But if you're not you day drinking... You can be... I'm going to take some words from Ben Shapiro here. Facts don't care about your feelings. Where's the And facts? I just named all these facts of all the stuff he's done, and you just say their feelings. Uh, I just, I, I'm, I'm not denying that he did things. What I'm saying is it's overhyped. It's overrated. Oh, no. Yeah. That yeah. is nuts. Yeah. I remember my first beer. Especially the record, man. Look at who we fought. The, what Izzy's done in the short time that he's been in the UFC is more impressive than what Silva's done in his entire 12 time. title fights. Do I need to repeat that again? 12 title fights. I love it. Who else can you say done that? He's done what? Who's won 12 title fights? Well, let me go back and look, but I don't have that right in no, front you of you. You don't, but I have facts right here. But so if I go that. and say like Great title fights against people who were really good. Silva's not going to be in there. I like it. Here's the thing. I like it. Yeah, you, you, I mean, did, you did what you set out to want. You wanted mm. to do something, and you did it. Right. Mm. You came out swinging for the first one. I yeah, like it. It's, yeah. first, it's the first one. I like and it. This is me. Yeah. We'll see where the next ones take us. I can't wait for the next one. Mm. It's That's probably going to be about John Jones if I had to guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or Connor. Yeah. <laughs> what gave Connor, most thing? overrated. John Jones, most overrated. Yeah. Then after that, it's like, well, I don't know who else to talk about because <laughs> yeah. I know who you guys like. So. Yeah. I love it. Well, I can't wait. I hope people sound off on this because yeah. I feel I've like been waiting. I've been waiting for somebody to I say feel something. Like, uh, I feel like some people are going to disagree with this, uh, <laughs> but that's it. I like it. Hey, right. you came out. You were willing to say it out loud, and I respect it. Okay, yeah. I respect. Hold out your sword. Yep, John. What's, what's our song of the week, bro? Our song of the week. We're gonna go with. I had a couple juggling, but I'm gonna go with. <sighs> 50 Cent, Mini Men. Let's go. Oh, Mini Men. Wish death upon Anderson Silva's legacy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Brandon, before we get out of here, what's your one for the people, man? Hmm. 
say something. I want you if you listen to this and you have a thought on that on the whole segment. How do you want something. people to reach out? Uh, Instagram's so, fine. Like in message, fine. do you want them to message you? Do you however want, they want to contact? But you gotta like comment on the post of the episode. Yeah, that's fine. And and it's gonna be you that responds from our account. That's fine. Just so people know. Yeah. I mean, they'll know because I'm sure you're responsible. Oh, yeah, yeah, they'll know. Mm-hmm. I'll put Brandon at the end to sign it. Okay. Oh, they know. I like it. John, what's your one for the people? We're back into pay-per-views, baby. Let's go. Let's keep it going. Let's go. Yeah, I think we have another one in like a month or so. Mm-hmm. All right, let's do it. Well, let's see. Mine one for the road. Um, you know, It's hard times right now, man. Let's just all stick together. Uh, there's not much to hang your hat on these days, so let's just be good people. Be yeah. nice to each other. And uh, we'll just hang on to each other. How about that? Yeah. I didn't think anything this week. Sorry. Sorry. (laughs) Drink your water. We'll be back next Monday. You guys have a good week. Peace.